Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Mishpatim Tavshin Ayin Beis Shabbos Shkalim, the first of the process. So all starts this Shabbos, but uh, tonight we'll focus on the uh, on the Parsha Mishpatim. We'll start off with a thought from a sefer that we never had before called Penini HaTorah, written by a Rav Chadad from Be'er Sheva, Sfaradi Rav. Uh, we'll start and end the shir with a thought from from his uh, from his sefer. So first he quotes, you know, this week's Parsha Mishpatim laws. All the different Dini Mominis. And it just starts with a story with one of the tactics of one of our greats. The wise tactic that was used by Shlomo Klucker, who was known as, as one of the sharpest of his, of his generation. Says the Penini HaTorah. As the first mission in Perkyavos tells us, having Matun Badin, one has to be patient in judgment, one has to be thought out in judgment. And sometimes a Dayan has to think a little bit outside the box. If there's no evidence, like Shlomo HaMelech did as the, uh, the model, uh, trying to get the correct answer, trying to think what he could say in order to get the truth to come out. So Shlomo Kluger did that in, in one circumstance, and that's how we start our shir on Parshas Mishpatim. Masupar Adon of Shlomo Kluger Zatzal, Shebiro Hayadam Echad, Yayin. There was a wine merchant in the Shlomo Kluger's town. And he had one employee. And the employee had some money in a pouch. And the employee hid his money pouch in the wine cellar. He hid it between the barrels. And because it was Arab Shabbos, he put it away. He comes back after Shabbos and he looks for his his money. And lo and behold, it's not there. Not there. Nobody else was in the wine cellar. Only he has the key and the owner has the key. The Balabas. His money that he works for. He doesn't know where it is. He assumes that it was the employer. Who else could it have been? There's nobody else that was there that could have gotten in. So they went in front of Shlomo Kluger. And of course the Balabai says, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're saying. There was no money here. And there was no evidence. They know what to do. He's saying, I lost his money, he must have been you, and he says, I don't know what you're talking about. So if Shlomo Kluger says to the employer who he had a hunch was at fault, but he didn't have any evidence. So he says to him on line 10, Harav mamon hit Shlomo Kluger says, You must not have done it. You're a Jew, you're a firm person. It, it couldn't have been a Jew. You're right. I agree 100% with you. No Jew would stoop to such levels as taking this guy's money that he put away before Shabbos. How could a Jew do such a thing? It must have been a non-Jew. It must have been someone who just got in there. It must have been a non-Jew. And therefore, it says Shlomo Kluger, I'll put out a hachraza, I'll put out an announcement that all your wine is yayin nesach, and therefore you have to throw out all of the barrels of wine from your cellar. Nobody should buy, obviously, if a, if a non-Jew touched some of the wine barrels, you know, I'm, 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 you're right. I mean, nobody would do this. And obviously the Balabayas started shaking, and the Balabayas realized that the game was up, and he admitted everything on the spot. I don't know who would buy barrels from him after that story, but maybe that story didn't get as much press as it would have had all of the wine barrels uh, been They said, I don't believe you! Until he ate the Russia, finally he brings the money and all is fine and good and he gets the wine back, he gets his money back and his wine is not Yainesach. An example of thinking out of the box as one of our great uh, Gedolim in the generations thought out. We had other examples of this in past years of uh, other people, uh, other Chacham thinking outside the box. But we'll start with that one from the Penine HaTorah. Okay, Mishpat. This week's Parsha makes us differentiate between the men and the boys in terms of being Mav or Sedra. There are many, many Rashis, Baruch Hashem, in this week's Parsha. This week's Parsha is the source for Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Basra, some. Many Masechtis are based on Rashi's in this week's Parsha. All of the Parsha of Shomrim, 
all of Hezek, Geneva, Gezela, much of, much of that, not all Geneva and Gezela, but much of it is in this week's parsha. Says the Nesiva Shalom, the Slanim are ready. This is Gemara in Maseches Baba Kama, Daf Lamed, it's come up in the past, that tells us, Amar Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda tells us, Rebbe Yehuda, the Talmud of Rav, the Talmud of Shmuel, the Talmud of both of them. Rebbe Yehuda tells us, Haiman Deboi Lamevi Chasida, he who wants to be pious should study Lakayim Mili Denizikin, should fulfill all the laws of damages. If one wants to be really pious, that's what they should focus on. Laws of damages. Let's first do all three opinions. Rava Amar Mili De Avos. Rava says, no, different opinion. He should study Avos. What does Avos mean? Perke Avos. Midos. That's Rava's opinion. The Amrila, third opinion, Mili De Brachos. Third opinion, he should study the laws of Brachos. Ask the Nesiva Shalom. Sarech Biur. I don't understand. I can understand the last two on the list. Move on, You can understand Hasidus. You ever see somebody who makes a bracha with Kavana? We spoke about this at the end of last week's year. We see somebody who makes a bracha with Kavana. That's a pious person. That's a chassid. Imagine the type of person we would be if we would make brachas with Kavana all the time. We'd be different people. It would affect us and it would reflect on us at the same time. Imagine, so we understand that's chasidus, making brachos properly. Or mili to avos, if we work on our personalities, pirkei avos, all the midos, we understand that has to do with chasidus. But nezek? Nezek? Ma'inyin mili dinazikin lechasidus? What does nezek have to do with it? Manishtanu mili dinazikin, mishardini mamanis. I guess he's alluding to the shkalims, the beginning of the process, and manishtan is the end of the process, at least to a certain degree. So manishtan immediately to Nezikin, mishardini mamanishavatol roshim, chiyuva midina. Dafkin nezek the Gemara picks up on. Dafkin nezek. So what is it exactly? And all the Nezikin are in this week's parsha. So two ideas that tells us this line of Moretti. The alderach avodi yishlomah de merumaz bazeh, first he says alderach drush. Alpi Manda Amar Arba Avos Nezikin. As we know, the first mission in Perak Yavos tells us there are four Avos Nezikin. There are four root categories of all damages in the world. Shor Bar Maveveheder. Shor if my ox gores. Bar if my pit right uh, causes problems. If I dig a pit, Hever is if by fire. Mav is a discussion what exactly it is, but some say it means my. Eating Shane, as one of the opinions of the Gemara there says. Either way, Sharbar Maven Hever says the Nesiva Shalom Alder Drush. These four Avos Nezikin are really the four roots of all sin in the world, and therefore they are the ultimate Mazikim. They are the ultimate in damaging our Neshama, because these four are the roots of all problematic behavior that we go through. Number one, line eleven. Hashar Marami's Algeus Shar an ox. Symbolizes arrogance, symbolizes haughtiness. As Chazal tells us, Gay Ashebebehemoshar, who is the most brazen, the most arrogant, the most focused on themselves, animal the ox, the shore. How many of our of our faults are because we're focused on ourselves and we hold ourselves a little bit higher than we should? That's shore. That's the first Avnezek. Bar. In Yonel Hanefila Bayesh Rahman Maybe the opposite. The opposite. When we look at ourselves like we're nothing, we're Messiah. What can we do? What do we do? Oh, so I learn for half an hour. What, what is that? How does that have an effect? So I do one mitzvah. So I dive in once properly. But I didn't dive in yesterday, I'm not gonna have it tomorrow. And we have Yeish, we fall into a pit, a bore. Kasha Nidmolosh Ovalagamre. That leads to Averos. Today was the Kutzker Rebbe's yard site, I think. The Kutzker says, Yeyush Shalomidas, the Sugiyah Mesechah Metziah. Yeyush, if anybody has Yeyush, gives up hope Shalomidas is because they're not thinking straight. We're not focused. So Yeyush, when you're Messiah, that's an Avanezek. If we wake up in the morning and we don't feel like we have a tachlis, it's so much harder to wake up in the morning. Well, we don't feel we have a purpose. Whenever we have a job, when we have a project, when we're doing something, when it's a special day, it's so much easier to get up in the morning. When we're misyayish, we're in a ditch, we're in a pit. So that's the second Avhanezek. Number three, Mave Zehashen. 
Mavishain, it's eating, which symbolizes Hainu Ta'avas Ha'achila. Symbolizes eating issues. How many eating issues? How many Averis are related to eating? Machos Asuros and, and Brachos on a Drabanan level. Via Hever Marumas Hever, which is fire. Marumas Lataivos, in a more general sense, uh, desires for physical pleasures. Shahayet Sahara Bo'er Bo'ka'ish, which includes, as we just said, sleep. This is a pleasure, but sometimes we have to make sure that we don't let it impinge on our avodas Hashem. The Elohein Arba Avos Ezek and Ashores Kolara. These are the roots of every chait. We could, all 365, we could go back and say at root is one of these four tendencies that each of us have built into ourselves. Yetzer Leva Adam Ramin Urav. It's in there. We have to overcome it. The Haiman Deboi Lamevi Chasida. Who wants to be a chassid? Rabbi Yehuda tells us, We have to fulfill and overcome all these items of Nezek. To overcome these four Avos Nezikin and in that way protect ourselves from chait. So, first shot of Rabbi Yehuda. Because all Dalavos Ezekin symbolizes the four root of, of Chet. But then there's a second idea. And the second idea, the Yeshlomar Ode, second column, he quotes an idea that is mentioned by other Achronim, the Maharsha on that Gemara and others, but the Nesiva Shalom in his unique way expands upon it and explains it more. The Gemara says, who wants to be a Chassid? Nezik and Avos Brachos. It doesn't say who wants to do a chesed. It said who wants to be a chesed. It's focused on the person, the gavra. Torah chesed umikzeras chesed. The chesed who apuula, the chesed who ish ha chesed. Chesed is one who does chesed, but it's somebody who's defined by his chesed. Anybody could do a chesed. But it takes a special person to be a chassid, to be a pious person, not just someone who is involved in pious acts. That's the goal, to have the chassid bring us to be a chassid. Hainu, she'etzim atzmuso umahuso achtova chassid. Avram Avinu didn't just do chassid. He was a chassid. And that's why we, Moshe Feinstein says in the beginning of Parshat Vayera, it pained him when there were no guests. If I just do chassid, okay, there are no guests. So I have, I have some free time for myself. No, it hurt him. He was in more pain from not having guests than he was from the bris milah. So Kodesh Baruch had to give him archim. That's somebody who is a chassid, not somebody who just does chesed. So this Gemara says, the Slanim Rebbe says, Who wants to be a chassid? That's the secret that these three Amoram are telling us. We want to do it to affect us. Doesn't say he just wants to do mitzvahs and good things. What these Amoram are telling us is the strategy how to change ourselves, to be a chassid. So what is it? So, let's see. He quotes the Maharal, but it's also the Marsha there, line 11. There are three areas of our life. Three areas which, in which we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Two are more famous than the third. Shalem, Beino Levein Baro, what we call Bein Adam Lamakom, Shalem, Beino Levein Chaveirav, what we call Bein Adam Lachaveirav, Vishalem, Beino Levein Atzmo. And shalem between myself, my own personality, working on myself, which has nothing to do with God or others, that's to do with me. Once we work and perfect those three areas, then we'll be a perfect halachic personality and we will be that ultimate chassid that we shoot for. These are the three deos. If somebody wants to change and work on themselves. Number one, Rabbi Yehuda says, What does that mean? 
Says the Nasiba Shalom. We think, you know what it means? It means if my ox damages, I have to pay for it. That's not a chassid. That's, that's what everybody has to do. Shalom Ayrikan Acharesha Hizik, If my ox damages, if I leave something and I'm negligent, so I'm a chassid if I pay for that? That's not chassidus. That's, that's appropriate. I'm a chayiv to do that. This ain't no mili de chassidus. Ella meikradin. Mili de chassidus is prevention. Mili de chassidus is when I have such a recognition of other people's property that I, I go above and beyond to make sure that nothing even indirectly that I'm involved in can negatively affect my neighbor. That's a chassid. Not to have you pay. That's not a chassid. And this is the entire second paragraph of Basra. Distancing any Nezek, thinking what might lead to something and preventing it. As he says, People used to hide their dangerous items deep in the ground. So that it's nowhere near anybody that can be damaged by it. I can just say, what do you mean? It's your problem. You're going into my field. And, uh, and it's your fault. No, the answer is no. They go above and beyond. That's a chassid. Line 10. I'm careful not to damage my friend. But he expands. Nezek doesn't only have to be monetary, monetarily. Thinking and rethinking and making sure that nothing, nothing can negatively affect anything I say. Nothing can negatively affect my friend. That's Nezek. My entire life under a microscope to make sure that it doesn't hurt anybody in any way. That's what Rabbi Yehuda means. But in a deep way. Number two. Avos. That's Pirkei Avos. That's the Ben Adam La'atzmo. Working on one's own Bidos and personality. That's what Avos is about. Pirkei Avos isn't Purely, there are some things mentioned there about Benadam Achavero, but a lot of Pirkei Avos is Ezehu Chacham, Ezehu Ashir. It's about becoming the person who I want to become. About doing mitzvahs for the right purpose. Right, that's to do with me. Why I do mitzvahs. The entire Pirkei Avos is, an, is a manual. How to work on myself. It's not just about the other person. But it's like the Mishnayis. Kinevatayv and Kavit are what's inside of me, even if it doesn't lead to actions. It doesn't lead to stealing. It doesn't lead to Averis. But even just those Midos are Motsi me from my Olam, from my Olam Haruchani. If I don't focus on that area, I'm lacking. So that's number two. Says Rava, Lakayim Mili Dinazikin. Mili de Avos to focus on Pirki Avos to focus on the Midos that are all mentioned there. And finally, the third, the next column. Says the Slanamarabi, Mili de Brachos, who in Yinashlemus they know the vein borrow, as we've spoken about. Recognizing everything comes from Hashem. Shahmashmoza Primi Shamili de Brachos. The inner meaning of that last opinion. Not just making the bracha and making it properly, but recognizing everything I have in life is from Hashem. Hashem gives me everything, every pleasure. I have to recognize Hashem. Throughout my day, there are brachos. One might say that it's not only Birchas Hananen. One might say, it's the other types of brachos too. We know there are three types of brachos. Birchas HaMitzvah. I should recognize and remember that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told me to do this. Birchas HaNah and Birchas Shalach Vodah. I didn't photos that for you, but the Rambam, in the beginning of the brachos says, you know why the Chazal, the Chacham were misakain so many brachas of Shalach Vodah? The whole day we're saying brachas. We come out of the bathroom and we finish eating and we eat thunder and lightning and 
We're saying brachos all day. The Ramam says to remind us about God all day. That's exactly the purpose of brachos. Birchas Hananim, which he's talking about, but one can expand it. All merely to brachos. It's all about working on my relationship with Hashem. So, as we start Mishpatim, as we start all of these interpersonal laws, and we want to know what's the goal of life, what's the, what's the end game, it's these three areas. Mili de Nezikin, Mili de Avos, Mili de Brachos. All three of these have mitzvos in this chockful parsha of Mishpatim. Okay. So, by the way, just, uh, we mentioned it in Mitzvah Shir, and I think in past Parsha Shir, Mishpatim used to be split up in two parshios. In the Sefer HaChinuch, he has, he has the mitzvahs of Yisro, the mitzvahs of Mishpatim, the mitzvahs of Parshas in Kesef Talve, and then Parshas Truma. They used to be split up at a certain time uh, into two different parshios. The Gemara tells us that sometimes they used to finish the Torah every three years, but uh, at least the Sefer HaChinuch has that on record, that it used to be two parshios, but Baruch Hashem, we have it, we have it all together. Okay, moving right along. Let's get into a Rash. There's one phrase in Rash. Perachaf Aleph, Pasuk Yud Gimel. After Avadim, Eved Ivri gets us rolling, and then we get into Pasuk Yud Beis. Maki Ishva, Meis, Mos Yumas. Somebody kills somebody, murder, Mos Yumas, Chayim Misa. And this is one of the big three. One has to give their life for this. Va'asher lo tzada, va'ha'elo But if someone does not plan and really, Hashem caused it to happen, meaning it's a shogeg. He didn't plan on it, on killing somebody. I'll make for you a spot to run there. The first mention of Are Miklat. Rashi. Rashi tells us, a number of Rashis on this Pasik. we're going to go with the last Rashi. Um, actually, the second to last Rashi. Vohelokimi so many are familiar with the chazal that Rashi brings from Maseches Makos. What does it mean? It means that Hashem always has a divine plan. Somebody killed Bameza, somebody killed Bishogeg, there were no witnesses to each, so Hashem will bring them to the same inn, and the one who killed Bishogeg, Hashem will put on top of the ladder, the one who killed Bameza, he will put under the ladder, the one who killed Bishogeg will fall on the one who killed Bameza, he will die, he's Misa, the one who killed Bishogeg. Um, will fall off the ladder and kill again Bishogig, and this time there will be witnesses and it'll end up going to Gaulus. Okay, that's what that means. Hashem caused it to happen. But we're going to focus on the first half of that Rashi, which is not as as uh, focused on, as well known. Why did this go out from Hashem? The answer is going to be what I just said. But first he says, Hu Sha'amar David. It's really from what David HaMelech tells us. Kasher Yomar Mishal HaKadmoni, the early Mishal, Mishal HaKadmoni, the early Mashal. May Rishon Yetzi Resha. What is the Mishal HaKadmoni? What is the early Mashal? Mishal HaKadmoni, who HaTorah. The Mashal, the early, ancient Mashal, is the Torah. Shehi Mishal HaKadosh Baruch Hu which is the Mishal of Hashem, Shehu Kadmono Shel Olam, who is the source of the world. The Hechanam Torah Mirsham Yatzeresha, and then Rashi goes into the Chazal that we just quoted. What's that first line? Those first two lines, we usually gloss over it. The Mishal Kadmoni is the Torah, it's the Mashal, the blueprint is the Torah, and it comes from Hashem. What exactly does that mean? So let's read the words of Rav Shechter. Rav Shechter and his Hakdama to the Sefer, Ginas Egos. Talks about this Rashi. Venera Levara, line 3. Apidivei Rashi, v'parshas, v'parshas, pirashal ha-Torah, v'parshas mishpatim. V'elokim in aliyado, he quotes the Rashi that we just said. Apasik in Shmuel Aleph, kasher yomar ha-mishal ha-kadmoni, shakavan ha-Torah, shi mishalo shal ha-kadosh baruch hu, shu kadmono shel olam. The mashal ha-kadmoni is the Torah. What does that mean? So he says, this is the, we have to listen to the words of the Chafetz Chaim. The Kazabazah Chafetz Chaim, he writes in one of his Svarim, She'ein ha-kavana bazeh rak sh'atorah nechtava al yidei ha-kadosh baruchu. Mishal ha-kadmoni, connected to kadmono shel olam, connecting the Torah to God. You know what this Pasuk is telling us? This Chazal, the Pasuk in Shmuel, that the Torah wasn't just written by God, but Elanosef al-kach, Shahatora Mishameshes Kimashal Uke 
photography. I don't think that's the Chavis Chaim's words. Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He did have at the end of his life. The Torah is a snapshot of God, so to speak. What does that mean? God's not physical. You can't take a picture of him. But the way we get close to him and see him with our spiritual antennas and spiritual eyes, the way we see him is through the Torah. The Torah is how we see God. That's what it means. God didn't just write the Torah. He put himself, Kaviyachol, into the Torah. The way that we get close to him is by learning. Like the Ramban, which has come up before, the Ramban tells us in its introduction to the Torah that the entire Torah spells out Shem Hashem in a deeper way. We don't read it as Shem Hashem. We read it as Bereshus, Bara, Elohim, Eis Hashemayim. But if you put all the letters together and you don't break it up into words, says the Ramban in his introduction to the Torah, it spells out names of gods over and over and over again. And that's why it says the Ramban there, if one letter of the Torah is missing, it's Apostle Sefer Torah. Even if it doesn't change the meaning of a word. Because it changes everything. Because it spells out Shem Hashem. Shekola Torah Kula Shmosav Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. Klomar. Shehakol Mahavet Tiur Shalakadosh Baruch Hu. The entire Torah is a description, so to speak, of God Himself. Again, it's hard for us to fathom and what that means. But we know that the more Torah we learn and conquer and accomplish, the closer we feel to God. And the closer we should feel to God. The Asher King, Kazava Marsha, and that's why he quotes others, Rav Chaimi Velazhin, Bekesha Lodibri Agamara Bracha Shalamdu Din Birchasa Torah, Lifanea Milashana Pasik. What is the source for saying Birchasa Torah every morning, which men and women are both obligated in? Kishem Hashem Ekra, Havugodel Elokeinu. When I call out the name of God, which is the Torah, I ascribe greatness to Him. Havu Godel. That's the source for Birchas HaTorah. What if I'm not going to say God's name at all today? I'm not going to say Hashem's name at all. I'm learning. I'm not going to say Hashem's name. No, that's still Kishem Hashem Ekra. Because Hashem is found in the Torah. The Kol Mashalondim. It doesn't matter what we're learning, what part of Torah. Afilu nezikin, toin v'nitan, v'cholem miguyim. You're learning migu. Everything. Hakol mahavashem Hashem. Kikol Torah kula. Even Torah Shabbat peh. Mahaviti or shalakadosh baruch It's all related to the description of God. He uses this to explain a number of um, other sources. Let's just do one or two more of them. He uses it to explain the Medrash on line 23. The Medrash... Please be mechabe the mitzvos. Hashem says, "Shehein shluchai." They are my messengers. Ushlucho shall adam kemoso, and they're like me. Im kibadita otan kiilu li kibdatani. Vim bazita otan kiilu lichvodi bazita. It's not just if I don't do mitzvahs, I'm not listening to God. I'm not listening to what Hashem wants. But Hashem Himself is is described, and we connect to Him through the mitzvos and through the Torah. And that's why He even says beautifully on the next page, "What do we say every morning in Berachas Torah? We say, Ha Revna Hashem Alokeinu Asdivrei Sarascha Bafinu Afiyah V'Nianachnu Kulanu V'Tetzainu Kulanu." Second line, Yodei Shemecha. Hashem, we daven, please make it sweet and let us know your, become people who know your name and learn your Torah. Answer Shechter, what does knowing God's name have to do with learning Torah? We're just learning. Birchaz Torah. what does that have to do with Yodei Shemecha? V'ha'olam sh'olim bazeh, madu echnisa razal inyin shal yediyas Hashem, benutza birchaz Torah. There's two things. Knowledge of God, which is sitting there for, is it knowledge of God just, Philosophizing and trying to, you know, to think about the meta, the the metaphysics. Isn't that what how we get close to God? Okay, I'm not saying that's not true. Read the Rambam and the Torah. But says Chazal wanted to give us the message that you know how step one how we get close to Torah through Talmud Torah. Yodei Shemecha, Sarasecha. That is God identifying Himself. As Shechter says, it's a photograph. It's a snapshot. How do we have a snapshot of Hashem? Bracious Bar Elokim. Arba Abos Nazikin. 
to call out to our kula shmosef shalakadish baruchu ulufisha lomin as a Torah who yodeya umeven beyoteres inyan elokus. And this is totally separate from doing mitzvos. This is just understanding and learning the Torah. And finally, this even apl- explains the Gemara in Mesech Sanhedrin in the next paragraph, where the Gemara tells us, at least according to one opinion, it's a machlokas, but at least according to one opinion, there are three mitzvos that never happened and never will happen. And what are those three mitzvos? Ben Sorer Amora, the rebellious child, there are so many details, it's impossible. 13 to 13 and a, and a quarter. That's the only time you can be a, a Betzara Mora. And the parents have to have this. There's so many details. So one opinion says it never happened. Lo nivra. And number two, Ir Hanidachas, a city that we totally burned down because most of them were all the Avodazara. And number three, Bayis HaMenuga, a house that get, gets Sara'as. At least according to one opinion there, in each three of the three cases, Sanhedrin and Aleph, it never happened. So what's it doing in the Torah for? Says the Gemara, Drosh the Kabbalschar. Yeah, you can get Darshanit and you can get reward for Talmud Torah. Ask the Velt, ask the Olam, what, 610 is not enough? What, we'd run out of, we'd run out of Torah. If I didn't have these three mitzvahs, I'd be bored all day. Right, I wouldn't have anything to do. What do you mean, Drosh the Kabbalschar? There's enough to learn without these three mitzvahs. Explain the Achronim. Rav Shechter quotes it. In order to get a complete picture of God, we need the entire system. Even if it never happened, and it never will happen. Imagine you're looking at a photograph. Imagine you're, uh, I don't know, you had a simcha. And somebody takes a picture, and now, Baruch Hashem, we get to look at it. Right? Imagine, when we were growing up, you took a picture, you had to wait a month until you to develop it. And, but now it's like, let me see, let me see. Like you have to see every picture after it's taken. Every single you don't see it. They're like, you'll see it in a minute. No, you have to see it within 10 seconds or else it's like, over is mana bottle carbono. You have to like, mom, it's right away. You have to see it. Unbelievable. Imagine you take a picture and you look at you like, there's two people cut off. It's not the family. You got to do it again. You're missing two people in the family. It's cut off. You don't appreciate who the family is. You're missing two people. Without these three mitzvahs, it's a cut off picture. Okay, it's, it's so what they're not Lamaisa. But it's the system, and the system gives us an indication of who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. And the value system that he wants to give us. And the halachic system that he's giving us. So that's why. That's the Marshal HaKadmoni. That's why it's called, it's not just HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrote it, but he's identified through it. That's the Chafetz Chaim's Pshat of the Rashi in our Parsha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has everything orchestrated. He says it about the Ari Miklat, but this is this is the Chafas Chaim's idea on the Rashi. Okay. Chaf Aleph, Chaf Dalin. Moving right along. And there is much to say. Every Pasuk is another topic. Chaf Aleph, Chaf Dalin. We get into the laws of Chavala. The laws of wounding, the Isra of wounding, and there's payment if somebody wounds somebody. And the Torah formulates it, Pasach of Dalid, Ayin Tachas Ayin, Shein Tachas Shein, Yod Tachas Yod, Regal Tachas Ragel. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, and a foot for a foot. Rashi, Ayin Tachas Ayin, quoting Chazal, the Gemara in Baba Kama, Sima Ein Chavero, No Sein Lo Demeeno. Somebody blinds their friend, then they have to pay for the eye. Kimosha Pachsu Damavlum Karbashuk. Whatever his value went down in the marketplace, somebody wants to buy a two-eyed Eved or a one-eyed Eved, you got to pay the difference. But don't think it's actually an eye for an eye. Like the Gemara says in the 8th paragraph in Baba Kama. Don't think it's an eye for an eye. Why is Chazal telling us that? Because it sure sounds like it. Sounds like it's an eye for an eye. And there were some early religions, the Hammurabi Code, there were others that, that literally held an eye for an eye. And yet we know it's not an eye for an eye. It's dumb. In. Ask the Chazonish, so why does the Torah say an eye for an eye? Doesn't mean it. Don't say an eye for an eye. Just say, Yishalem, Hachol, whatever, V'chi Yachbol, Adam es Chavero, Shalem. Just like it says, V'chi Yerivun, V'chi this, V'chi that, V'chi Yazak Shores, Shalem, Yishalem. Why say an eye for an eye if it doesn't mean an eye for an eye? 
V'im Kane's next source, source number six, Kamosi Shal Rav, quotes a letter of the Chazonish. V'im Kane l'chora alein l'tamua. It's a wonder. Madua hishtamsha ha-Torah b'lashon ayin da'gazayin. Shenishma b'pshuto k'nantilat ever b'fawal. So the Chazanish tells us something that actually connects to the previous thought that we just had. You could say it as a separate idea, but it really connects to the previous thought. Matsinu, line six. Sheyoser yase hachok es pu'uloso hamusarit, meyasher yase es kavanaso hamamashit. Sometimes in Hawacha, there's a greater message given by the law itself, then the practical fulfilling and doing the law. The message of the law could be deeper and more meaningful to us than the carrying out of the law. Klomar, for example, Shabimikrim Rabim Halimur min haonesh. Sometimes the Torah is telling us that there is a punishment on a certain sin. That's the message, not the actual carrying out of the punishment. The punishment, the onesh, is a reflection of the avera, of what is being done, and that's more crucial to us than the actual carrying out. This is the most blatant source that highlights this, is the, the Mishnah at the end of the first parak in Makos, where the Mishnah tells us, according to one opinion, that the Sanhedrin killed someone maybe once every seven years, once every 70 years, once every 70 years? Skiwa, Srefa, Herak, Chenek, you know how many Averis have those Misos? Because it's very hard to put somebody to death. Two witnesses, Hasra, he's Makabal Hasra, I'm doing it anyway, I know I'm doing it in public. Who's going to go through with it? It's very hard to put somebody to death. Says the Chazonish. So what's the message of, of Chavi Mises Bezdin? It hardly ever happened. What's the message? You read the Torah, you're like, oh, Judaism is all about killing people. Chas v'shalom. Judaism is about realizing the serious nature of these Averos. That's the message of many Chayvi Mises Bezdin. Not that they actually happen so often, because they didn't. But it's the message that the law has this as its punishment. That itself is enough. Not the punishment itself. I'm sorry, I skipped. Not just telling us, oh, if somebody does this, if somebody does this act, so then, you know, if Reuben kills Shimon, he's Chayim Misa. No. The point is the value of human life. The point is to know what a Baruch Hu demands, the value system that he wants to give us. To teach us the values. Kakam Linyanenu says the Chazonish, that's what's going on in our Pasek. Ayin, Tachas, Ayin. You should know that when you wound somebody, Hashem is telling us, you really deserve to get your eye taken out. That's not Lamaisa what we do. But it's so blatant and egregious wounding a fellow Jew. Ayin, tachas ayin. The Torah formulates it like that because that's the message that we have to take out from the mitzvah. Kagam le'inyoneinu. Kasha koseves ha-Torah b'pashtus. Ayin, tachas ayin. Hare lanu ha-shkafes ha-olam ha-Toranit. You should know what Chovel is about. It's not just, if you wound somebody, you got to pay for it. No, if you wound somebody, think about that, says the Torah. We have to realize what the Torah is trying, is trying to teach us in this case. I think we mentioned in past years, the gra, ayin, tachas ayin, you have to look at the letters, under, under the ayin is a pei, under the yud is a kaf, under the nun is a samach, spells kesef, right? Ayin, tachas ayin, you don't know what ayin, tachas ayin, look under ayin, that's the, uh, only the gra. Okay, moving right along.
Mechav Beis Pasuk Lamed. Torah tells us in his this myriad of mitzvos, Va'anchi Kodesh Tiyumli, be holy people. It's a Kotzkis yard size, so we have to say it again. Hashem says, I have enough malachim. I don't need more malachim. Anshe Kodesh Tiyumli. I don't need malachi Kodesh. Anshe Kodesh. That's what a Kodesh Baruch wants from us. To be human, holy humans. Anshe Kodesh Tiyumli. Just came up. Sorry. Ubasar basadet treifa aloso chelu. Lakelaf tashlichun oso. Treifa. Treifa animal. An animal that has a problem with its body, even if it has kosher shechita. One of the treifas listed in the Third parakim seches chulin. You're not allowed to eat it. La kelev tashlichun oso to throw it to the dogs. Got to give it to the dogs. Why the dogs? Why doesn't it just say throw it out? Why doesn't it say give it to my cat? What other animals are mentioned in the Torah? Right? Give it. Why dogs? So Rashi tells us limedcha kasev sheina kadosh baruch hu mekaveh schar kol birya Hashem does not cut off or deny the reward of any creature. Shenamar, as the Pazak says earlier in Shmos, the dog kept quiet. The dog kept quiet at when we left Mitzrayim, the dog's gonna get his fill. Trefas give to the dogs. Amar Kadishbarhu Tnu Lo Scharo. Give it to the dogs. Tashlichunosa. Says the Chasam Sofer in Taurus Moshe, a safer that we haven't done enough. Source number seven. Maybe we can link this Pasik to a Gemara in Mesechus Baba Basra. I gave you the Gemara in source number 8. Let's go there for a minute. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Pasach Utsaros Bishnei Batsaurus. Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi opened up the storage houses during a certain famine year. And there's going to be a mad rush. So who's going to get fed first? Amar, Yikansu Ba'ale Mikra, Ba'ale Mishnah, Ba'ale Gemara, Ba'ale Alacha, Ba'ale Hagada. All those that are learned. All the Tamidich HaChamim should enter in. So I just remembered, I forgot, I'm sorry, tonight's shear is L'Rafua Shalema, a father of one of our listeners. Avram Yislav ben Rivka, he had a surgery yesterday, and uh, should have a Rafua Shalema. Bimhera, Betok Sharchol Yisrael. Back to the Gemara. Says the Gemara that Rebbe opened up the silos and let all the Balei, Balei, Gemara, all the Tamidich HaChamim in. Aval Ami Haaretz Al Yikansu. But the ones who are unlearned, just just wait. Let's we'll give covered first. But the Amirat should not come in so quickly yet. Dochat Rabbi Yonasan ben Amram. V'nechnas. Rabbi Yonasan ben Amram. Amram was used. Bizman HaGemara. That name. Rabbi Yonasan ben Amram pushed his way in. Amalo Rabbi Parnasani. He says, Rabbi, please, please give me something. Amalo Beni Karita. You know, you know Tanakh? Amalo Lav. I'm sorry, not really. Shanita, you know Mishnayis, you know, you know the Torah Shabbat Peh, I'm love, I'm sorry, no I don't, Amalei, Bameh Farnasach, so I don't have enough yet, let me just, Amalei, says Rabbi Yonasan ben Amram, who as we'll see was just being humble, Parnasani Kekelev Uka'orev, just give me something like a dog or a raven, just give me something, Parnasei, so he gave him, Basar de Nafak, after he left, Rebbe was very upset. Maybe I stole, I gave him, and I should have given somebody else. Va'omar Oyli, Shunasati Pitilama Aretz. And Reb Shimon Bar Rebbe, his son told him, Abba, Abba, I bet I know who that was. Rabbi Shema, Yonasan, Menamrem, Tamidachu. Maybe it was your Talmud, it was always so humble. Shinarozolenos, Mikavad Atorah, Miyamav. And they found out that it was him, and all was good. Ask the Chazam Sofer, why did Rabbi Yonasan ben Amram specifically say, give me, just give me something like a Kelev and an Orev. Why not for those animals? Just give me something like a Chayr Behemah. He specifies like a Kelev and like an Orev. Says the Chazam Sofer. Line 7. Which Rashi, said, Rashi already quotes there. Our Pasuk. Kelev is onosa of muatim. He always needs the food. Let's see. V'yesh lomar. Tihine Rebbe lo ratzal azuname arashein alem chelik batora. Rebbe didn't want to give directly food to the ame haaretz because they were not learning and they didn't devote themselves. Aval be'emes. But in truth, gam yesh la am haaretz chus People who are not learned also have chalakim in Torah 
in one of two ways. Number one, if they support Torah learning, Yisachar Zavulun, even if one is not learning themselves, Vigam Osan Sha'edan Mi Machziki Torah, and even if not, Yeshlam Zchus Bamasha Shoskimi Lachros Lashonam, Vilashus Pashamayim Pihem, Ludaber Asaf Gaibu Buddha Devi Chachamim. If you don't support, at least don't talk badly about Tamid Chachamim. At least we should control our mouths to have covered enough for the Rabbanon, for the Lom De Torah, that we don't speak negatively of them. That also is a schus. You know, how many of us we know that we, sometimes we, we don't talk as, as well as, as nicely as we should about certain, certain, um, Lom De Torah. So it says the Chazam Sofer. There are two other ways to get the schus of the Torah. Supporting Torah and not talking negatively. I guess just talking positively and not giving doesn't really come up. Because if somebody talks positively about it, they would be a masik. Says the Chazam Sofer, and we find during the famine. And when he was in the cave. Various times in his life, they brought him food. They were machzik, long day Torah. And we also find what did dogs do? They didn't, they didn't bark. They didn't bite. They didn't open their mouths when they shouldn't have. Lo yechratz kelav l'shono. Shalakobani yizolech kelav l'shono nam. V'zenech shalem schus. Shesharim bazel ha'ashlok lema treifa. And that's our pasik. That's why we give him the treifa meat. That's Rabbi Yonah said ben Amram. Parnaseni Rebbe. He wasn't going to admit that he was learned. Because that was his personality. I don't know learning. But look, at least like an orev and a kelev. At least like those two. They also have schuyas, but Meshem Mefarnas and Lutam and Chachamim, Kaorev, like the Orev that was Mefarnas El Yahu, and like the Kelev that did not bark when we went out. Vizer Ramaz, Rabbi Yonatan and Amra, Bilashono Hatahor, Lerabenu Hakadosh. That's what he was saying. And if you Zanasi, maybe he got, the, he got the message. He got the message of the, of the Kelev. And of the of the Oraf. Okay. We move on. The next thought that we're going to have is a biting thought from the Klayakar, which we're going to balance somewhat. Says the Klayakar on the Pasik Chav Gimelhei. It's a halacha that we're familiar with or we'll make familiar with right now. The Pasik tells us that if I see the donkey of my enemy, it's even my enemy. If I see the donkey of my enemy under its burden, and you want to not help, you better help him. Right? is one of the sources for Tzar right? if, if there's an animal that is laden with a bundle, this is the mitzvah of prika. There's mitzvah of prika unloading, the mitzvah of te'ina loading, the mitzvah of prika. Azov ta'azov imo. That is the halacha. Chazal tell us that the halacha is from the last word in the Pasuk, Imo. What does that word Imo teach me? Davka sherotze liyos imcha b'malachto. V'rotze lo hakim imcha. Oz ata mechuyib One only has to help if the owner is helping himself. If he's doing his best and he's trying and then you see he's not able to do it, so you can help him. Avalim Yoshev Lo Ba'omer, as the Gemara says in Sechas in Perkelo Metzius, Hovalechem Utal Davar Chayav Adol Akim Levad. If he's sitting there on the bench and his animal is suffering in front of him, and he says, "Hey, your mitzvah, can you please, can you please uh, help out my animal here?" and he has his feet up on the on the bench and he's not doing it himself, you have no mitzvah. It's only if he's helping himself. The mitzvah to help others is only if they first are doing their best to help themselves. Says the Klayakar, we have to expand this. And we have to make sure, both when we are the givers and the receivers, to realize this mitzvah, and realize the message of the mitzvah. When we are in need of something, we have to make sure that we do all we can first. As a parent tells a child, you do everything 
All the questions that you can figure out, you do first, and then I'll come. No, what does the child do? No, please, number one. You didn't read the question yet. Right? No, a parent doesn't want to help unless the child first does everything they can themselves. Says the Klayakra that applies in our lives. If we ever need help, want help, with a project, with anything, first we have to do all we can. And of course it applies in the specific context. Umikan Shuva writes the Klayakar in Prague 500 years ago. Umikan Shuva, a little less. Al mixas aniyim b'nei ameinu. On some of the aniyim. Hamatilam azazman al There are certain individuals that throw themselves onto the tzibur. Ve'edam rotem al They don't want to do agani ishtabus. They want to be a parasite. They want to live off the tzibur. Afin b'yadam lazos eizam alacho eizam dover acher. Asher b'yichovam l'avishev ravon beisam. Even if they have a certain skill, they have a certain way of a hishtavus. They call them tagar and they're very upset. Im ein nostim lam de machsorim. If we don't give them everything they need. Dover zelo tziva Hashem. That's not the mitzvah of staka. This is when we are the givers. I just gave examples when we're the receivers. We have to make sure we do everything we can. But specifically in this case, if somebody's in a serious situation, we have to do everything we can before we ask for help. Because the mitzvah is Azov, Tazov, Emo. It's only Emo. In Ani has to do everything he can. And if he does, and he still cannot achieve viability by himself, then we all have to join and help. So it's a balance. It's responsibility of the needy and it's a responsibility of the one who can give the needy. I just gave a Gemara, Boabastro, beautiful Gemara, which talks about the godless of Tzedakah. Because the Klayakar is saying we have to be very careful. And the Ani asking has to be very careful. But once the Ani does it, we have to do everything we can because the Gemara tells us there's nothing greater. Says the Gemara, fascinating. Let's start with second line. Hu Omer, Asara Dvarim Kashim Nivru Ba'olam. There were ten, ten hard items created in the world. Solid items. Har. A mountain. Kasha, kasha. A mountain is very hard. Cut. What's the, what happens? Barzel machatko. Iron could cut the mountain. You have a drill? Right. Barzel kasha. Iron is hard. Or mefapo. Fire can melt it. Or kasha. Mayim chaben So you see, water is greater than fire. It's like a whole chad gadia. Mayim kashim. Avim sovlimotam. Water is so strong. It could get rid of fire, which gets rid of iron. Rid of... Clouds could carry it. Clouds could do what it wants with the water. Avim kashim. Ruach mefazra sun. Clouds. A wind pushes the clouds. Ruach kasha. Guf sovlo. Ruach, wind, is kasha, the body. Rashi explains that we have wind, we have air in our bodies. And the body holds it in, even though we have holes, we have orifices, we have nostrils and ears and mouth. But the body is able to hold it in. Guf kasha, pachad shovro. Guf is kasha, worry and fear breaks the body. Pachet kasha, yayin mefigo, wine overcomes that. Yayin kasha, shenim afachso, finishing up. Sleep is able to overcome wine. Misa kasha mikulan. And we know sleep is one sixtieth of death. So then misa is even greater. Vitstaka tatzelas ben misa. And stuck is the greatest on this line. Tztaka tatzel mimaves, as the Pazak tells us in Mishlei, and there are stories in the Gemara about this. But the godless of the mitzvah of Tztaka is clear. But says the Kleyakar, Azov tazov imo. But it applies to all of us in all areas where we need help. We have to do whatever we can ourselves, and only after that, ask for help. Good. Perek chav gimel pasuk a take-home Meshachachma. Pazak tells us in the, just looking in the, all of the Psukim, Pazak tells us starting with Pazak Yud, Yud Aleph, the Mitzvah of Shemitah, Shemitah Teshbetenu Natashta, and then Shezid Yon Tasem Asechel, Yemashri Tishpos, Shabbos, Sholosh Regalim Tachogli Bashana. Sholosh Regalim, Chag 
Chag HaKatsir Bikurei Maasecha Chag HaAsif Shalosh Pamim Bashana Yerooka Zacharachas El Pnei Adon Hashem The Medrash picks up on the juxtaposition of all these mitzvos two lines. First, the Meshachach quotes the Medrash, source 12. The Mechelta tells us no marshalosh regalim v'shviyah shelo yistarsu shelosh regalim. First of all, the Medrash says there's a havamina that in the Shemitah year we wouldn't have the regalim. And that's why the Torah has to emphasize once Shemitah is mentioned, no, no, you still have Pesach, Shavos, and Sukkot here. Don't think there's no Chagim in the Shemitah year. Okay. Somewhat strange havamina. Why would I have thought there's no Chagim? Right? It's Yantif. What does Yantif have to do with Shemitah? Question one. What's the Havamina that there wouldn't be Chagim during Shemitah? And the next line of the Medrash. Shalosh pamim bashana, falok farnem ars pnei adon Hashem, matam alomar elokei Yisrael, ela al Yisrael v'akol ha-ma'aminim b'kdush ha-zatorah yichit shmo b'yoser. Right at the end of the Shalosh Regalim, what does it say? Shalosh pamim bashana, yevra'okol zecharcha, el pnei ha-adon Hashem. Three times a year, they'll come to the, your master, God. The Medrash emphasizes that we need this at the end of the Chagim, that it's only the Jews who have this God. What's the, me- what's the emphasis? It says the Meshachach. Ha'inyan. Whenever he says Ha'inyan, you know, we have to open up our eyes and our ears and our hearts to hear the words of the Meshachach. Ha'inyan. Dehamoadim. Ne'emrukan al ha'aviv katsir ba'asif. As we know, in the Torah, the Moadim are all connected to the agricultural cycles. Chag HaKatsir, Chag HaAsif. Why? Because the purpose of the Chagim, at the times of the agricultural cycles, we need to go to Yushalayim and remember who's in charge of the agricultural cycles. We have to remember who gave me all this Chag HaAsif and the harvest. That's the point. You have to go to Yushalayim. Mitzvah lehera v'hava minish lo yishkachu ki l'Hashem ha'aretz mitzvah lehera os shalosh pamim b'shana ladas ki uot me'Hashem u'kamosh ha'aretz sarich lavo la'adon. Just like the sharecropper has to go to the owner, the employer, so we have to go to the base of mikdash. Aval b'shviyas, but during the shemitah year, when the whole year the land is lying fallow, the whole year we remember it's the kadosh baruch who's in charge. So what we need, we need to go and remember. During the Chag HaAsif, of course, we're not working the land. We're not making any money this year. Ve'inam charshim b'kotzrim. So lo boy, shalosh regalam. I might have thought you don't need the shalosh regalam. Kamash malon you do. Why? Kamash malon we still need the shalosh regalam. Because there's another element of the shalosh regalam. Besides the fact of remembering that God's in charge, but there's a fact, there's an element of just connecting to our source. We are batteries that are on low battery and we need to get recharged three times a year. We need to plug ourselves in. Just the connection to God. That's that's the regalim. You can't you can't uh, just stay plugged in. Right, imagine, right, you know, how, how good is, to keep the marshal going, how good is a cell phone if you just keep it plugged into the wall the whole day? You don't take it with you. No, you got to live. So you can't always be charging. So we have enough juice in us to get us through the next couple of months. And then we go back and have to charge. That's the Shalosh Regalim. That's why the Torah says, even during Shemitah, you need the Shalosh Regalim. And you know why? El Pneha Adon Hashem. Because I'm your God. I have a special connection to you. That's the pasuk afterwards. Shialu the regular was part of his and he gives an amazing marshal afterwards. He says, "You know what a Jew is when we're in between regalim? We're like an aver meduldal." Yehuda Chulam talks about an animal which has a, a limb that is partially falling off. That's called an aver meduldal. So, is there tuma of aver menachayet? So the halach is, if it can grow back and get better and heal, then it's considered chai. But if it's already dead, it's like as if it's chopped off already. So says the Meshachachma, if, if we're still alive with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're going to grow back, we're going to go back to the next yantif. Then we're still part of, still connected to the source, we're connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why we need the Yom Tovim, we need the Chagib even in Shemitah, and that's the Pasuk afterwards. Okay, two more small thoughts before we finish. Perach of Dalet Pasuk All the way at the end. Now Perach of Dalet 
is Matan Torah Take 2. Matan Torah Take 2. This is a more graphic, in a different way, version of Matan Torah. We have Karbanas here. Moshe writes the Divrei Hashem. He gets up in the morning. He builds a Mizbeach. Vayishlach et Na'arei B'nei Yisrael. He sends the Na'arei B'nei Yisrael. Vayalu alos vayizbechuz vachim shlamim. He brings Karbanas. Na'arei B'nei Yisrael. Rashi. Na'arei ha-bichoros. Right? This is Priegel. So who did the Avoda by Maimon Arsini? The firstborns. The Bechorot. They didn't, they didn't lose it yet. So when it says Na'are in the Torah, it really means Bechorot. That's what Uncle says as well. Because they didn't lose it yet. If you look at Masechah's Megillah on Daftes, where Sternbach quotes this on line 7, we know the story of the Septuagint. Talmai Hamelaf, the Greek king, gathered together Shivan Vishayim Zakanim, 72 elders, put them in 72 different rooms and said, translate the Torah into Greek. And a tremendous nace occurred and 10 changes with Siyat HaDashmai, with Ruach HaKodesh, each of the great rabbis made each of these 10 changes. Bracious Bar Elokim became Elokim Bar Bracious. Right? The, the Talmai's wife's name was Arneves, so you can't say Arneves is a Talmai animal, so you got to change the name from Arneves. All the different changes. One of the changes was on this Pasuk. Vayishlach is Na'arei B'nei Yisrael. They all change it to Vayishlach et Zatute B'nei Yisrael. Line 12. They change it to Zatute. Why Zatute? So Rashi the Megillah says, because Zatute means like Lashem Chashivas, special messengers of Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Na'arei, Na'arei is as Lashem Katnus. So, so Talmai could look at this, this part and like, Moshe Rabbeinu sent these little kids to do the Avodah? Na'arei. That's why they changed it to Zatute. Asks Rav Sternbach, so why the Torah write Na'arei? If Nare is a washing of a prisus and kanus, so why does it say Nare? So if Sternbach says no, Nare, excuse me, Nare has two different connotations. It can have a connotation of kanus, negative, but it could also could have a connotation of the Ramban says Bachure Yisrael Shalotam Utam They were young and pure. Nare could have a positive element as well. So the Torah writes Nare for those with Torah eyeglasses on, with an antenna that's searching for me- positive meaning in the Torah. Nare teaches us something. But Talmai HaMelech was not looking with a positive attitude. He was looking for any way he could distort and say the Torah is foolish. That's why he, they had to change it to Zatute. But it's all about how we look at it. Life is about viewing things in certain ways. And we always have to view things with the aloe that Chazal want us to view them with. And just to end off with a final thought from the Sefer we started off with, again, the Pnini HaTorah. Okay, it's a worth buying the Sefer just for this part. Kolash Adib Hashem, maybe Rosh Kluger's story as well. Famous line, which does not appear in Yisrael, only in our parsha. Kol Asher Diber Hashem Nasev Anishma. Nasev Anishma, the famous phrase, maybe the two most famous words in all the Torah. Bizarre Shema Yisrael. Nasev Anishma asks the Rebbe Mepashischa. Simple question. All of Bnei Yisrael said Nasev Anishma. How'd they all say that? How did each person know what the other guy was thinking? I could say Asev Eshma. How can I say Nasev Nishma? I have no idea what's in the other guy's mind. It should say, everybody said, Asava Eshma. And that would have been the same unbelievable experience and phrase. How could they say Nasev Nishma? I have no idea what the other millions of Jews are, are thinking at that time. What gives me the right to speak on their behalf? Nasev. Asava Eshma, I should say. What's Nasev Nishma? So he gives a mush. Imagine, there are a bunch of captives sitting in jail. Sitting in jail. It's boiling hot. It's stuffy. You can't breathe. They're sitting there. Food's not coming. Drink's not coming. And finally, it's 120 degrees in the... In the and finally, somebody peeks their head in and says, anybody want some water? What do they say? Oh, I'll take some water. I'm not sure about the other guy. No! We, yes, we want water! We want water! Please, give us some water! 
it's, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that, of course, this is what everybody wants. We need water. It's obvious. I have to ask the other guy. Says the Rebbe Mepashchischa, at Maimed Sinai, it was so obvious. Nasev and Nishma. I don't have to ask the other guy. It was clarity. It was, it was, there was no Shiloh. They were thirsty. Ain't right, David. I call some of Mayim. Right, come to water. Thirsty, Mayim and Torah. Nasev and Nishma. And that's the level that we wish and yearn for in our own personal lives and our own personal spiritual levels to be able to have such clarity of vision. Nase v'nishma for all the Jewish people to have the clarity of vision of Nase v'nishma. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will continue.